Shafee. Shafee, are you there? You boys like Mexico! Yeah! Hey, 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 folks. Out our window at a delightful tropical afternoon as the latest depression, I think it's beta, rolls on through town, rolls on through Austin, Texas. This is One Magical Hour, a Matthew and Schaefer podcast jamboree. I'm joined, this is Schaefer on the, on the east side of Austin, Texas, and I'm joined by, you know him, you love him. He has the coolest haircuts. Yeah, one of the coolest haircuts out there. One of the coolest haircuts out there. He's he's just another fashion slave. Fashion victim or a fashion slave? He makes a call. His, he's Matthew Ramby. How are hey, you? Hey, hey, great to be here. Great to be here on the day after of the recording of our best podcast thus far. How about that? Man, How about that? What a, what a show that was. How about that? Great stuff. That's the, that is great, great stuff. We're only a few hours out, you know, it was just last night. A few magical hours away from the last magical hour. And here we are with another magical hour. Quick another. Uh, you know, the listener is going to wonder how these guys come up with so much content in just such a quick turnaround. Hey, well, listen. it's because we're geniuses. Listeners, let, let us tell you, it, it ain't easy. So the more that you can do, feedback at onemagicalhour.com. Tell us what's on your mind. That's hashtag, hashtag content right there. Content gold. Take One magical time. nation. Time for you to do it. Also, stop, pause, pause the cast if you haven't. Reviewed us on on Apple Podcasts. Pause the cast. Go do that. Because then you'll forget. Podcast will be over. You'll be like, oh, I got to get to work. Why am I wasting my day like this? <laughs> and, and then you'll go about your day. Forget about forget about old Matthew and Shafee. And if you have any unemployed friends, please uh, try to get them to join One Magical Nation. Because Honestly, I think we do better, we do better with employed folks. Well, but they're the type of people who enjoy a loose 50. Uh, yeah. Well, if you have anybody chained to, chained to a desk, chained to a desk, chained to a laptop, uh, we're unfortunately, unfortunately for us, people aren't chained up inside cubicles anymore. That's when the real, uh, the real procrastination happens. Uh, also, Less, there's a lot less people in cars commuting. That's another important podcast demographic. What about uh, a long road trip? Don't you think you'd want to queue us up for a long road trip? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, speaking of, shout out to new listener Ryan, uh, one of our great regulars at the front page, uh, is now listening, and he is probably right now on a 19 hour road trip to Virginia uh, where he's headed for his little brother's wedding. So congrats to little brother. Congrats to big brother. Finally got that kid married off. Uh, don't, don't say anything weird in your speech, Ryan. Actually, Ryan, <laughs> you say something weird in your speech and then call and leave the story on my voicemail after you're done. We'll play it on the air. Listen, Ryan, whatever you do, Write some stuff down. Don't wing it. Don't wing it. I, I, I'll, be the, I'll be the devil on the other shoulder, Ryan. Wing it, buddy. No. Have, have seven Miller Lights and wing it. Unless you're a really Don't forget comfortable me. public speaker. And let's say you're a podcaster of some note. Maybe you can wing it. <laughs> but otherwise, write some stuff down. You'll, you'll, you'll thank me later. Send your uh, thanks to feedback at onemagicalnation.com. Matthew, I haven't been able to catch up on our friend's text thread here, but out of the corner of my eye, I did see the phrase, 
cannabis leaf banana hammock. So uh, we have something to look forward to when we get off the air. Manish posted a picture of Eric Andre uh, looking crazy. I presume he's he must be wearing said banana hammock. Yes. Well, he's he's in a whole getup. You you have to see a lucky day. You'll have to. You'll have to look at the picture for yourself because describing pictures on podcasts just doesn't cut it. All right. If it's, if it's, uh, if it's not too inappropriate, I'll, uh, I'll tweet it out to you. So one magical nation can see it. Don't want to leave them out. Don't want to leave them out of any yucks. Yeah, we need to, I don't know where we're going to amalgamate these things, our website or our, our socials, but, we we almost always discuss a photo. I think I think it's good. I, for now, for now, I've been tweeting him because I can't imagine us tweeting anything else. I guess we'll tweet when new uh, when new new episodes are up. That makes sense. But and eventually, when we get the when we get the Facebook made, meow, all that meow meow. Well, I think we can tie them all up. So. If you do one, it goes out to the other ones too. I took a great class in college uh, for my art degree. It was called Photo Discussery. <laughs> so I was listening to the uh, last evening's podcast, or you know, the podcast in general. I, f- I feel like our our production values are are getting better. Um, I'm sorry. I feel like the drops are getting more well timed. I feel like our our mic work is getting better. Except me last night, man, it sounded like I was playing hot potato with this mic. <laughs> I was like moving around and gesticulating and I had the whole setup on an ironing board. <laughs> you think that, uh... I think I was just like grabbing the mic and I was obviously getting too close. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to try to pay attention to that. Do you think it's, it's reasonable to say that perhaps, the consumption of alcohol caused you to get a little fresh with that mic? Um, I mean, alcohol is the cause of and solution to all of our problems. There, uh, you, there uh, you have it. You heard it. <laughs> I, I thought that it, it certainly helped me get excited to podcast, you know, late in the evening at a time when I was usually not being... Uh, super excited about podcasting. <laughs> I'd be studying the inside of my eyelids. Uh, but as much as predicted, it took me a good hour and a half to simmer down, go to sleep. Oh, yeah, sure. But it was totally worth it. I sacrificed for one magical nation. Hey, man, we do what we have to do. No, I I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And, and I we had talked about doing uh, an, one night a week. I think it's on and I'll try to, I'm going to do my best to coordinate those with my on days so I can, you know, have a Tuesday tipple. And then I was, I was thinking, here's another thing I was thinking about, uh, responsible podcasting and drinking. If we have one night a week, you know, and we were shooting for three days a week, but like tomorrow you're not able to do it. Maybe, uh, on one of the days, if we if we have some extra free time, we might consider recording back to back episodes and uh, having one in the hopper to be distributed later. Yeah, I heard uh, Luke and Andrew doing that this week, and that seems exhausting. Luke and Andrew do it. The guys from Dopey do it. The guys from Oh Yeah do do it. It's just I don't. Man, I'm spent after fifty loose minutes of <laughs> podcasting. Way I yeah, and I, I I think that we maybe shouldn't do it now, but I think uh, in the future it will get easier for us. We'll yeah, surely will. The human body is adaptable. As our as our podcast muscle grows and strengthens, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the brain is the podcast muscle. All the uh, all that extra weight drops off of our vocal cords. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how it works? Yep, that's uh, that's science right there. Oh, okay. Um, 
well, I thought it was a great cast, except actually, I really liked Ben Murphy's songs. Are you getting permission for it from any of our artist friends to use these things? Uh, no, I am assuming permission. Okay, that's cool. Um, uh, Ben's song was, um, what was the title again? Brian, of course, gave us permission. Uh, Ben's was Back Pocket Blues. Brian's given us permission for a lot of things. Uh, Back Pocket Blues. Is that like a pickpocket song? Brian owes us permission. <laughs> well, anyway, the, I, it was a great track. I thought it was the perfect outro. Uh, I was really enjoying listening to it. It, it has kind of a lo-fi sound and feel, and, which is awesome. I love that. Uh, but then when it's... Our setup was it's playing through the speakers on my on my laptop, and um, it's just going. Yeah. My, I, don't, I don't know. It was lo-fi on lo-fi. Enhance the lo-fi nature of it. Maybe a little too lo-fi. If you guys want to listen to it for yourselves, you can find it on Spotify. Benjamin Adair Murphy. That's A D A I R. Uh, Benjamin and Murphy are both spelled as they sound. And uh, it's from his new record, Let's Make a King. Uh, Let's Make a King. Uh, I definitely give it eight avocados. Uh, it's been well-reviewed on uh, by Canadian Folk Rock Monthly um, and a number, of, and a, a number of other seminal journals. Um, check, out, check it out. It's his new record. It's great. A lot of our old friends from New York are on there. Uh, I think Allison Langerak is on there. Roy Garrell was involved. Maybe he produced it. I think uh, a lot of a lot of great, great old friends and really talented musicians. Can't say enough about it. Eight avocados. I'm so glad we went to the eight avocado system. Oh yeah, it's really I feeling. I didn't know what it was, but I was feeling really, really shackled by the five avocados. <laughs> so, so much more nuance. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> anyway, thanks, Ben. I haven't seen that guy in a long time, but um, man, good stuff. Trying to get him. Uh, trying to get him in uh, in town for a hall conference one of these Octobers. Oh yeah. We might have to. We might have to rebrand the hall conference as one magical weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure your family's going to be stoked. They, uh, they would be actually. I think that's going to happen. All, all of the family who comes to the hall conference would be the family who would most want to listen to one magical hour. We should make everybody just listen to the podcast the whole time. <laughs> Everyone in that grove of campers at. <laughs> Krause Springs. We should get a PA system. And it's, always it's always entertaining to think about what these strangers camping next to us are subjected to during every whole conference. <laughs> well, the, that going back, <laughs> that reminds me of Jameson's bachelor party. <laughs> strangers were. Look, I, let me just tell the story real quick, so that, <laughs> so that our you, listeners don't. You know, I don't. I don't want your your minds to wander yeah don't let, don't let your imagination run wild here it was it was very it was wholesome mostly yeah uh, it certainly didn't entail anything lascivious or or so or salacious uh, any, any any stripping there was done by either the bachelor or maybe me yeah and it, I mean, it was basically a camp out. It was just a bunch of guys camping out. We go to this place, Krause Springs in Spicewood, Texas. Shout out to Krause Springs. And uh, actually, I think Brian Benitez and I did some skinny dipping on Friday night. This that's this is ten years ago now, isn't it? Yep. Uh, and the the incident I'm referring to in regards to our camping neighbors out there was well, I mean, first thing there's like fifteen guys playing guitars and hooting and hollering, you know, into the evening. Uh, but of course, you know, with all good things, the day came to an end and we all went to sleep. And then about 3 a.m., what, what's Jameson's friend who had come from California? Aaron. Aaron 
shout out to Aaron, had joined us from California and had rented this Chrysler 300. <laughs> His rental car. And at 3 a.m., that bad boy, the car alarm started going off. <laughs> <laughs> and we could not figure out how to turn that car alarm off. It went off for like a <laughs> long time. Like you open the hood of that car and it's just like a plastic block. Like it has like a protector. You can't actually get to the engine. And this is one of those kind of bigger kind of land yacht, you know, almost luxury sedan. So it's got, for some reason, those have more sonorous horns. It's like the big like, <laughs> so loud. People were there with their kids and people were getting upset. Literally, literally for hours. This thing. I think that, I think that they, you know, people were yelling at us. <laughs> I don't think it would literally went for hours, but I think it went off for a while, and we silenced it, and then it went off again. Yeah, I no, I think that when you add up all of the time that that horn was going off, it would, it, would, it was at least two hours. Well, it certainly felt like three hours to that family, <laughs> those families and their kids. Oh, they were yelling. And, Aaron was yelling, he's like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> that was a bad scene. <laughs> but what a great time. Uh, utterly hilarious now. <laughs> how, how did we get off on that topic? That's that's absurd. One magical one magical weekend, folks. Last weekend of every October. So I want to just uh, bring it down a notch. Um, you earned it. We had uh, we did have two. Uh, why did it, why did we lead with the funny story? Two uplifting stories. I, I don't know. I just wanted to say that I was I was looking for our top story today, and just looking at the headlines, and I, I mean, there is this pre-election tension going on in this country that is so palpable. <laughs> so painful i you know and i really i feel like in the past i've kind of had a feeling about how the election might go of course i was wrong last time <laughs> but uh man this time i just i really don't know i i gotta say that the trumpers are being so loud they're, they're being so visible and vocal and we've we've taken some trips out into the texas hill country and to small smaller towns and i guess they're just everybody's got a trump flag out there i don't i don't know how are they getting those trump flags just anyway there there's the trump trains in certain places people are getting together and they're full-size pickup trucks and SUVs and, and flying the Trump flag and driving around and driving around Portland and driving around Virginia near Trump's, one of Trump's golf courses. And I don't, I mean, I'm hoping that the quote unquote silent majority out there is really, you know, just hanging loose. Matthew, Matthew I got a silver line. They're going to bring it to the polls. But I don't know. I don't know. It's it feel it feels Silver too close to call. Silver lining for all this, Matthew. The the more bananas those folks act, the more bizarre, and the louder they are about it, the more energized the other base is going to be. So bring it on. But I feel like keep going bananas. Keep going bad shit. Keep keep the rest of the gang motivized, motivated. The, the more you do that, the more the more people are going to be like, oh, hell, I got to do something about this. So bring it on. I, I, I am also concerned that, that uh, the left, which I would consider myself a part of, is being also vocal and loud in some places. And um, I fear that's driving some... Uh, moderates and undecided into the arms of the psychopath. Uh, yep. You know, I, I hate for that to be the case. Now you're just closing yourself into this loop. <laughs> exactly. Game over. So we'll see. I, I don't know. I, I kind of want to just uh, 
Rip Van Winkle it. Some of these, uh, yeah, you know, there's all sorts of ways to do it. Um, but, you know, I think we all know what we should do and what we shouldn't do. And if, if all of America does what they feel like they should do, we're going to be fine in November. Um, and so we gotta, at some point you just gotta, you gotta relax and depend on the people to do that. Do you um, think people know what they should do and shouldn't do? I don't know. Not everybody, but I think that, I think that the majority, the majority will. It's different. Uh, like the last election, Matthew was skewed because because of just this bizarre misogyny that seems to like the, the left seems to have just as much of a problem with as the right. I don't know how to explain it, but but it'll be different now. Look. Well, I like I appreciate your optimism. I would like to read a story. I'm going to call an audible. I'm not going to do the India story. It was a good story, but uh, I just found this awesome article in the New York Times from their at-home section by uh, by Melissa Kirsch. And there's some things in this story that we talk about on this podcast. So it's called Listening Closely to the Birds. Welcome, pre-dawn. The sounds in the house are few and predictable. The refrigerator lurching to a hum, then off again. The steam knocking in the pipes. This morning, however, the pigeons delirious with the expanse of dark that was all theirs, thrashed against the windows, landed with thuds in the AC units on purpose, by accident, I imagine them sleepy and clumsy, or else showing off to one another their morning calisthenics. A few years ago, the artist Duke Riley affixed LED lights to the ankles of 2,000 rock doves and conducted them in a twilight performance over the Brooklyn waterfronts. Pigeons, I think they're actually paying they are actually paying quite a bit of attention to us all the time, Mr. Riley said in an interview with the Times. Just as people do, they're constantly learning and watching and absorbing and taking information and paying a lot of attention to us, even if we're not paying any attention to them. The debate between those who say pigeons are rat with wings versus those who argue pigeons are beautiful avian specimens that transported messages during World War II is a low-stakes, high-passion standoff one where the public health and safety risks pigeons pose are likely to tip the scales. Today, though, I appreciate their wing thumbs and guttural coos, the soundscape they create. Blogger Jason Kotke recently wrote about Sounds of the Forest, a collection of oral tones and textures from the world's woodlands displayed on a map. Click anywhere on the world and you can listen to a forest recording from that region. Our attention these days, six months into the pandemic, is seized by the massive changes to our landscapes, the profound shifts we're observing and undergoing. We might understandably forget to notice bird songs underneath, that the pigeons are still paying attention to us, even as we keep moving onward into whatever is next. Whenever I consider how birds move together, I think of part of Eve's discussion, a perfect poem by Marie Howe, in which a hundred starlings lift and bank together before they wheel and drop. It's worth a read today. Tell us what does it sound like where you are? Which birds or breezes, construction vehicles or traffic jams, hollering neighbors or dogs barking or kids cavorting comprise your daily sonic geography? Write us, tell us. Uh, I'll tweet this article out. You can get back if you want. I thought that that was an amazing little piece. Sounds so good. I think about the pigeons right outside of this podcast that are fluttering back and forth even while I'm reading this. Also, our AC units clicking on and clicking off, the bubbling sound of the aquarium. Every, every little, little sound is important, particularly when you've started podcasting, as Matthew and I have. Do you understand what love means? Got a, love for you. Got a lot of love for you guys. Got a lot of love for sounds, you, including props. Are you trying to remind us that politics is not really that consequential? That is not what I was saying at all. <laughs> no, no. I, was saying, I thought you were trying to get us off the topic of politics by... There are other things... That the natural world is 
is going to go on no matter who wins the election. There are other things in addition to politics out there. Yeah. That you can focus your adult brain on when, when things seem like they're just too much for you. When I was younger, I was really into dystopian fiction. <laughs> dystopian futures. And that was before. Yeah, because when but, you were younger, they seemed so far away, right? Yeah. Yeah. They didn't seem to be knocking at your door. Careful um, what you wish for. Much less inclined towards them right now. Yeah. Well, let's uh, talk about uh, a, a happy. Well, you already you already were talking about happier things. Hey, hey, how are our metrics? <laughs> talk about some metrics. Let's see here. Uh, I just I just refreshed the browser. Got 22 downloads today. We're up to 377 all-time downloads. And uh, what did I say earlier? Let's see here. I'm excited about... You said we had 116 unique listeners. 115 all-time unique listeners. 16 unique listeners today. At what point? At what point does this become bragging? And then it actually has the opposite effect when we read these to One Magical, one magical Nation is like, oh, we need to not download today because those guys are getting a big head about all those downloads. Well, people know what they should do. <laughs> Keep downloading. Keep downloading. Go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. We, we can stop talking about the metrics. Keep driving. With you? How does that sound for a change? Yeah. Put it this way. Once the metrics get to where they need to be, you'll never hear about the metrics again. <laughs> I guarantee it. Yeah. So All right. Let's, let's boost those any way we can, folks. Yeah. Tell a friend. Give us more time for ranting about dystopian societies and or uh, monologuing about bird noises. Other people's, not even my monologue, someone else's monologue about bird noises. Or oh, any, anybody but yours. <laughs> well, <clears throat> that's our intro, folks. <clears throat> We're in trouble, aren't we? Oh, yeah. You're in big trouble. Are you ready for a top story? I'm naked. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Wait just a second. I'll, I got it. Top story. Our top story today comes from CNN. The headline is, why this year will be the first time Mike Tyson will vote. Mike Tyson, 54, has never voted before. He's changing that this election year. This will be my first time voting, Tyson said in a tweet Tuesday. I never thought I could because of my felony record. I'm proud to finally vote and I like strawberry quick. He shared the news with his followers along with a link to register to vote on the hashtag, hashtag National Voter Registration Day. The legendary boxer was convicted and sentenced to six years in prison on one count of rape and two counts of deviant sexual conduct in 1992. He was released from prison after serving three years. The conviction stripped Tyson of his right to vote. Many states throughout the US rule felons ineligible to vote. More than 6 million Americans, about 2.5% of the nation's voting age population, could not vote in the 2016 election due to felony records, according to an estimate by the Sentencing Project, a research group that advocates for improvements to the criminal justice system. There's been a growing movement towards restoring convicted felons the right to vote on a state-by-state -state basis in the last few decades, according to the National Conference of State Legislatures. When I first saw this story, I thought that Mike had just, you know, neglected to vote or just hadn't been into politics. No, yeah, that's... But, uh, then I realized, oh yeah, felony conviction will keep you out of the voting booth. Another way to disenfranchise many voters of color. Uh, but yeah, so what a happy story. So glad for him to be able to... Uh, especially in such an important election. 
Iron Mike has been a guest on the Joe Rogan podcast twice in this calendar year. Um, he's actually gearing up for an exhibition match um, at the age of 54. Wow, that's huge. It's crazy. Um, I, I wish I could just recall his opponent uh, right now. I'm, I'm going to have to look it up. Uh, his beard is, his beard reminds me of yours, Matthew. He's going to fight Roy Jones Jr. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is getting a little, uh, you mean, you mean salt and pep? It's very, yeah, very distinguished looking. Oh. Mike has been involved in uh, cannabis production. He's got his own line of, of uh, cannabis flour and edibles and concentrates that come from his farm. Uh, he's got a big farming facility near LA. Uh, that and that was the topic of the first time he visited Joe, um, but then most recently, which was really just a couple weeks ago, he came on talking about he's going to fight Roy Jones Jr. in an upcoming exhibition match. Which, man, I hope neither of those guys get hurt. And I think I feel like Roy Jones Jr. is younger than him. Um, and maybe was in a different weight class at one point. Uh, but, but I got to say, there, there's some video of Mike training, and he looks terrifying. So, probably, <laughs> I'm not getting in the ring with him many times. Oh, man. Uh, you know, he's, he is still the champ uh, in terms of terror. <laughs> he, was a, he was a terrifying fighter. Um, so I'm glad he's voting. I hope he knows what to do. I think he does. Um, when I was diligently researching the top story today, I was reviewing the NBC affiliate KXAN, and I I noticed that our giant rat story was trending at number four on their on their trending stories. <laughs> it's a fascinating photo. Because who doesn't love a giant rat story? I think I think people are well. Of course, some people, and we've had discussions with this about your family are are avoiding the news, and understandably. And um, I think people who go into uh, like a media outlet and see all of the horror are, are yeah, they're dying for a giant rat story. <laughs> giant rat found. Tell me more about that. Speaking of other people and the news, uh, I got a quick check-in for my folks, my six downloads in India. Uh, story uh, brought to you via B uh, BBC.com. A great story about how some bronze Hindu idols were recovered uh, in, the, in the UK uh, and returned return to India uh, that uh, these this uh, trio of bronze statues had been uh, had been stolen from a temple in India and they were identified and returned uh, the guy selling them had 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 uh, purchased them in good faith uh, nothing nefarious um, and he returned them which uh, that's that's great that's the best possible outcome of that story I was a little disappointed because I clicked on it. I was hoping that there would be a little more intrigue involved in the discovery and return of these statues. Um, so really I wanted to just use this story to set up. Tomorrow I'm gonna do a deep dive. Uh, a while back, in either, it was either Atlantic or Harper's. There was this awesome story. Uh, China has a squad of like crack, like basically a martial art SWAT team that goes or that travels around the world and like Mission Impossible, like clandestinely breaks into places and steals back their artifacts. Um, it is the craziest story, uh, and I I can't tell you too much about it off the top of my head. But I'm going to research it, and next episode I'm going to tell you guys all about it because it is an awesome story. Boy, you want to tune in for that deep dive? No doubt. Gonna go on a go on a little gonna strap on the snorkel and go on a dive with Uncle Shafee. Like a deep dive in the guacamole after you get your eight avocados. Get you, yeah. 
Speaking of which, eight avocados to that story by, uh, oh man. I wanted to give her name once more. Melissa Kirsch, Melissa Kirsch. She's an excellent writer. Do you know her? I don't, first time, but I will definitely follow her and see what, uh, see what else she's written. You know a lot of people in New York, that's why I asked. And you know what that means. I love it. I'm sorry, I stepped right on your drop. Sorry about the delousing rods. Standard procedure. Is what you, you you know what I you know what I love what is a good quiz oh you know what's a good quiz <laughs> getting to know your podcast partner how how well do you really know your podcast partner and how well does one magical nation really know their podcasters yeah both questions. Uh, just for the record, this quiz is composed by Alice Boyes, PhD. What? I thought you wrote these questions. No, no, no. Like so many things, it came from the internet. Stop citing your sources. From the internet. Telling you like it is. Okay. Telling you straight. Are you ready for question number six? I am ready. Yes. Podcasting partner. What disappointment or rejection from your podcasting partner's past still stings? <laughs> it's a heavy one. <laughs> um, what disappointment or rejection from your podcast partner's past still stings? Is that correct? Yeah. I think I've got one, so uh, I'll take the lead here. Sixth grade, Clear Lake Intermediate, 1988. Oh, wait, so the, we're, we're not really quizzing each other here. You, you... Uh, you know. Okay, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I realized that you probably didn't know. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you, put it, put it this way, I'm giving you a, a very detailed hint. Okay, I love it. 87, 88, sixth grade, Clear Lake Intermediate, young, shavy, Gets a, gets a, tears off a corner of a piece of notebook paper and writes in pencil, Dear Anne, will you go out with me? Shafee. Folds it up, passes it back to Anne Doyle who sits behind him. And after a nerve wracking few moments, the paper returns, he unfolds it. I'll tell you tomorrow. And guys, oh, that was a long night. I remember, uh, I remember listening to Power One Four KRBE all night that night. Was it longer than last night when we were podcasting? <laughs> uh, and the answer was a very responsible one because we were really too young to be going steady with anyone. The answer was no thanks. No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Wow. First rejection, not the last, but uh, one that one that you're not likely to forget. You still have that note? No, I don't. Good, you got to let those things go. I'm not the best. I have memory. As, as good of a hoarder as I am, I'm not a very good archivist. <laughs> How about you? Disappointment or rejection, my podcasting partner? Disappointment or rejection? Um, well, I, I mean, the greatest disappointment that just springs to mind uh, was... In the fall of 2002, I 
I did not, this is going to sound stupid. I did not go to Burning Man. <laughs> uh, now I've never been to Burning Man and I, I should have gone at that time. And I, I'm told by some Burning Man friends of mine that it's still happening and I can still go, but I feel like that ship has sailed. It's, it's the greatest, it's more of a regret. It's the greatest regret of my life that I, that I did not go to Burning Man. You missed your window to burn? I think. Like I had a ticket, like my girlfriend, I had worked on a float. We had turned a, a bus into a whale. The theme was undersea. And uh, my girlfriend was, in, she was a burner. Like she had been many times and had introduced me to this whole group of people. And she had a ticket for me, but I had quit my job. And it was like post 911com bust economy in San Francisco. I had foolishly quit my job and I was looking for a job and I, I said, no, I, I need to stay in the city and, and look for a job. I, you know, if I'm going to stay in the Bay, I need to do that. And she went and I didn't. And what an idiot. <laughs> I, I never found a job. I ended up moving back to Texas, but yeah, I don't, that's, that's my biggest disappointment. Disappointed in myself. I mean, there were other rejections from, job offers or, or girlfriends or whatever, but none of them stung as bad as that. Uh, is this what kind of quiz you like, Manish? Yeah, this is, uh, this, uh, as, as, all, as all quizzes are dedicated to super fan Manish, one magical hour super fan Manish Bandari. We are, you know, now Manish. I think we gotta stop using people's last names. Manish did say, that he would sign off on continued quizzes, provided we put a little more thought into him. And I think that there's a lot more thought going into this one. Uh, but just quick, to go back to your uh, concern, I understand you feeling like you're not going to be in the right mental place or place in life to burn again, but I think you might be surprised. I think, I think maybe, uh, you know, somewhere around age 50, uh, the kids are a little more grown up, but you suddenly find you still have some energy left. I think that you might burn again, my friend. I think that the, the burn to burn might once again touch you with its flame. Well, you know, uh, uh, what a different experience when you're 26 to when you're 50, but yeah, yes. Uh, let's uh, let's keep rolling with this quiz because the yeah. next one is which of let's just the, not let's not let's not just get mired in our regrets here. Oh, that's definitely. <laughs> let's go ahead and go on with the quiz. No, no regrets, baby. Which uh, which which of your podcasting partners' achievements are they most proud of? Uh, well, th I, this one I want to answer for you. Yeah, you might be able to. I would, I would say that your association with the Lungful publication and then the subsequent publishing of your book of poetry. Uh, <laughs> nice. Wow, way to shout out Lungful there. Yeah, that is absolutely. I, I don't know. That's got to be right up there for you. The pro yeah, the progress of my poetry career, particularly in the time period that you just mentioned, are definitely. Uh, also, uh, you know, the work I did with. Painted Bride Quarterly, uh, the Frequency Reading Series, um, definitely Lungful Magazine, um, and then, yeah, the subsequent publication of my book uh, by No-Tell Press. Um, What's the title of your book? I'm sorry. Never Cry Woof. Never Cry Woof. I knew it was something about woof. <laughs> Never Cry Woof, which my good friend, <laughs> my good friend, uh, John Cotter, mm. said that I could have walked down the street and looked at any street sign and found a better title than the one I picked. Wow, that's a, that's a, that's a friend. That's what friends are for. Yeah. We have, we have the kind of, kind of relate, not too many people. The but. truth about your book of poetry. <laughs> the title <laughs> was a and, uh, title. You're going to have to help me a little bit. I feel like 
probably one of yours probably involves, uh, you know, uh, visual art. I know you had a, sh you shot it, you're showing it Halcyon uh, that I've got one of the pieces here. I'm, I'm looking at it right now that I love. That must have been a big success uh, for you. Um, but will you, will you help me out? Is there, is there any other uh, point in your career as a visual artist that you are particularly proud of? Um, <laughs> I was proud of getting into the student show uh, at UT, which is no small feat. Yeah, yeah, but there's plenty of competition for that. I, I made that experimental film last year at the institution, starring our old friend, uh, Ashley Svensson, nay Badgewell. Um, and that was a high point for me. Um, I never saw that. I would like to uh, do that. You've got it on VHS somewhere. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm on a slow burn here <laughs> with, with my career and where it's going. I feel like my greatest successes are ahead of me. And I'm, of course, very proud of the work I've done with my children. Um, <laughs> just in terms of, of making them not psychopaths uh you know work in progress <laughs> um and what's the question again <laughs> <laughs> uh i got another i got another one here that i would say is positive too do you want to do it or do you want to save it for uh well, let's do it we got time all right all the all the real one magical nation heads are are still with us Oh, they're locked in, baby. They're locked in. One more question. <laughs> uh, what is your podcast partner's least favorite housework task? I'm going to guess for you, and this is, this is pretty arbitrary, I'm gonna guess for you, it's it's sweeping and vacuuming. Oh, that is incorrect. Oh, <laughs> I guess that was entirely a shot in the dark. Oh. Uh, that, that's actually my forte around here. Oh, that's that's my, cool. My partner hates sweeping. I I have I have ninety nine percent of the times our kitchen floor has ever been swept, that's been me. Uh, no, I don't I don't mind that one. I'm actually trying to think of mine. I need to have, I need for you to come over here. Okay, I've got, I've got one. This, cause actually, I really don't mind any of it. I don't mind puttering around the house. I want to guess for you. Now, you I, wouldn't, sorry, what? You want to, I want to have a guess at yours. Yeah, yeah, are you, do it. My Perfect. guess for you is folding clothes. Interesting. Okay. So, yeah, I don't mind puttering around the house. Um, you wouldn't know it to look at it right now. I, I am in bad need of a pandemic clean, um, which actually I think I might go to work on after we say goodbye here. Actually, that's not true. I gotta, I gotta <laughs> track down some software for uh, for the uh, bars POS system for our opening next week. But you, you don't have to, after you that, don't have, you don't have to make excuses here. I will start pandemic cleaning. Um, uh, so I really don't mind puttering around the house. I like to put a podcast on, uh, do the work, uh, especially like uh, folding clothes. I don't. I never mind. I love spilling fresh clothes all over my bed. You know, putting on TBTL and listening to Luke and Andrew while I fold up some clothes. He's doing the work. He's baby stepping. The uh, the thing about me is like is I've never. I doing laundry does not bother me. However. The way my laundry works here is I go out through the backyard to um, to my landlord's basement, which is cool because he's got a wood shop down there, and often I can catch him and you know have a weird conversation with him. Um, but because I have to go out of my house, walk across the backyard, 
you know, off my back porch. Uh, when it's really hot like this, I always find myself being like, oh, you know, it's so hot and muggy out there. Um, I, uh, I'll just wait till tonight. And then nighttime rolls around and I'm like, oh, I'm tired. I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> I wasn't then, even sure that you had laundry on site. And those things, yeah, no, it's nice. It's really nothing to complain about. It's, it's funny that I find myself in this, with this issue in the summertime, particularly. Uh, however, and so that leads to a funny thing where, um, cause my, uh, brother and sister-in-law have a, have laundry at their, in their apartment and that's inside their house and it's air conditioned. So I actually find myself bringing my laundry with me to go over to their house, even though I have laundry here and throwing my laundry in there, uh, and then bringing it back here and folding out, which is just a hilarious, a hilarious bit of, uh, wait, they've moved out of their house. Bit of goofery. No, uh, sorry. Yeah, did I say apartment? Yeah, they're duplex. Okay. Um, yeah, you're right. So that's that's that. Uh, <laughs> that was it. Mine is mine's uh, mine's lawn lawn work. Oh, lawn work. Sure. Yeah, I didn't think about that. That's my least favorite. Um, yeah, especially because most of the lawn work you have to do is in the summertime in Austin, Texas, which is. Well, there's, and a lot of times there's two seasons. There's the spring lawn season and then things crisp up and die for a while in the hottest part of the summer. And then there's the fall mowing season. Yeah, yeah. The bummer. Makes perfect sense. And yeah, there's always, uh, well, I'm glad. Thanks, One Magical Nation, for joining us on that deep dive into the mundane. Um, I think. They know a lot more about us now, don't they? Yeah, I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm 99% kidding. I think that probably was pretty fun to listen to. It was fun for me to talk about. I want to go out on another of Ben Murphy's tracks. Okay. Are you able to just uh, quickly tell me which one to play? How about, uh, how about the one that's at the top of the popular list on Spotify? If you yeah, if you vamp for a minute, or yeah, or just do that one. I was gonna say, yeah, you, yeah. it's called "Stupid Followed Evil," and I've never heard it, but I'm excited to hear it. Which I guess means that we're starting to sign off here, right? What they say. Were the choices? The sweeter the vine. We love you, One Magical Nation. One Magical, one magical Nation. Love you. Love Ben Murphy. Love Brian Benitez. Love Superfan Manish. Uh, new listeners. Gabby and Katie Bell up in Seattle, Washington. Love you. All three Hollies. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, play Ben's music.